Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick with the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, I got you guys some training camp updates for fantasy football in 2020. I think these are all very important news updates that you who have already maybe drafted might need to know, and you who have not drafted yet will need to know. So it's the perfect amalgamation, or however you say that word, combination of both for people who have drafted and people who have not drafted yet already. So that maybe you want to make some moves for your team, or maybe you want to feel a little bit more comfortable about a player, or maybe the player that's on your team you might now be less comfortable in so you're gonna have to do something about it so in this video we are going to be talking about multiple updates that have came out in the most recent couple of days things that I view as very important and useful enough for me to tell you in this video so before we get into the training camp updates I'd like to ask for you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button it's free I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship so please click that subscribe button down below if you want additional help please check out the patreon.com slash notorious fantasy has all my rankings as well as going to be in season there's going to be all my rankings my start sits these articles all that stuff to help you guys win even further so let's get into it training camp updates for fantasy football in 2020 the big one from yesterday adrian peterson signs a one-year contract with the detroit lions now, we saw that AP obviously got cut by the Washington football team a couple of days ago, and I honestly believed that this was going to be his last ride. He's never going to touch a team again. He's going to ride off into the sunset with a Hall of Fame career, and Adrian Peterson said, psych, I'm going to the Detroit Lions on a one-year $1.1 million contract. Adrian Peterson wipes his ass with $1.1 million. So what does this mean for the Lions? What does this mean for AP? And what does it mean for the rest of the running backs? To me, what this means, Adrian Peterson, you don't want to draft him. You don't want anything to do with him. He's going to get the ball. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. But he's not going to be worthy of playing in a fantasy league that is anywhere near a normal league. If you're playing like a 16-team league, sure, draft Adrian Peterson. But in most leagues, 10, 12-team leagues, you're not going to need to draft Adrian Peterson at all. And like this report says, this could mean bad news for the week one status of DeAndre Swift with his leg. DeAndre Swift is a guy that a lot of people are drafting inside of the early rounds of the draft, probably the top seven rounds of the draft. So I guess the middle rounds of the draft for DeAndre Swift. With that said, I would be very cautious with drafting him. Not really cautious about drafting him because I think he's going to be fine as the season kind of goes on. But for week one availability, if you're drafting him to be your running back to you, drafting him to be your flex, maybe you should look elsewhere in my opinion. I think Adrian Peterson is going to be the veteran leader in this locker room. I'm not sure he's necessarily going to be seeing a million touches. If this hurts anyone, in my opinion, it really hurts Carrion Johnson. Carrion Johnson was the guy that was going to get the in-between-the-tackles work. DeAndre Swift, win healthy, will 100% get the pass-catching downs because that guy is like Alvin Kamara out there. He could literally run out there as a wide receiver. He's that good of a pass-catching running back. So like I said, my only concern with Swift is not actually that this is going to take him down a peg. It's just that his injury may make him miss a week or two into the season, or if he plays week one, I see him being very limited, at least in the first game of the season, in the kickoff, of, I believe, up against the Chicago Bears. So next guy to talk about here, next piece of news is Devin Singletary, running back of the Buffalo Bills. Reports came out that uh, the Athletics' Joe Bosalega said, if Devin Singletary's fumbling issues continue in the regular season, Zach Moss could take over as the lead back. Now, in re reports out of camp with that a couple weeks ago, Devin Singletary's fumbling. He's doing this, he's doing that. He's not looking good. Reports are Zach Moss is tearing up camp. He's making guys miss. He's doing it in the past. He's being able to block. 
He it, Blocking as a running back is one of the most important things. Not for fantasy football, obviously, because it doesn't matter if they're out there to block, but it matters because they're going to be out there on the field. He's doing very well in between the tackles running the ball. He's doing very well at catching the ball as well. So we could really see Devin Singletary start to lose his job, especially maybe all it takes is two fumbles in one game or a fumble in a game, and the coaches just say, get the fuck out of here, Devin Singletary. It's Zach Moss time. I'm a huge fan of Zach Moss. I've been loving drafting him super late in your draft, so I'm targeting him still. I love him still, and this even further solidifies why I've been telling you guys to fade Devin Singletary. The risk is just not worth it for a guy in a running back by committee, which isn't really a committee. It's really just two guys. It's the double-headed backfield, like uh, that the guy with the horse, you know, how his head is on the... Uh, you know, his head is not on him, and he's, like, holding it as, like, a lantern. Devin, that Zach Moss has the body, and he's holding Devin Singletary's head because Devin Singletary is not going to make it past this season being the alpha back. I think the season starts. Devin Singletary getting 55% of the touches and Zach Moss getting 45%. Now, obviously, there's running backs behind them, but I'm talking about the split between Singletary and between Zach Moss, and I think eventually Moss will take over. Plus, you're already worried about Singletary with the touchdown upside. Josh Allen already is going to steal five to seven touchdowns every single year from you because the guy's fucking huge, and he could just reach over the end zone and put the thing into the end zone, and then that's a touchdown. They don't need Devin Singletary for that, and Zach Moss is an absolute bulldozer, so he's going to be stealing him too. So I think we see Devin Singletary really fall short of expectations this season. Next guy to talk about here is Jalen Rager, wide receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, obviously, Jalen Rager got hurt a couple of weeks ago, and he is now expected to miss four weeks with a slight tear in his labrum, which does not require surgery, which is very, very, very important considering the Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager's shoulder was not placed on IR. Besides Deshaun Jackson and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, there's really no targets in this offense for uh, Mr. Carson wants to throw the ball to. Obviously, Alshon Jeffrey is there, but he's reported to miss. They said seven games initially. Now they're saying less than seven games. But I think Rager could really step up here a couple weeks into the season and get it going for the Philadelphia Eagles. So this is obviously great news for those of you who have drafted Jalen Rager or those of you who are looking for a late-round flyer wide receiver with a lot of upside to potentially become the wide receiver one of the Philadelphia Eagles. Next piece of information here is Darrell Henderson. Rams coach Sean McVay says Darrell Henderson's hamstring is heading in a positive direction, which is a positive for Darrell Henderson, but a negative for me. I personally believed that he was going to end up missing week one or two of the season with that hamstring injury, which was going to propel Cam Akers to potentially becoming the workhorse back that I personally believe he can be much earlier into the NFL season. But the fact that he's heading in a positive direction does not tell me yet that he is going to play or that he is going to miss week one. Right now, I'm still boating on the side where I feel like he is going to miss week one. But if he does end up playing week one, I'm not really starting Cam Akers. or I'm not looking for Cam Akers to score a million points. I think a couple weeks in the season, he will be able to do that. And if Darrell Henderson is out week one, this certifies Cam Akers' job, in my opinion. I really think that he is going to see so many touches that the coaches are just going to be so wowed by him that Darrell Henderson is going to have to take the back seat and ride behind Mr. Cam Akers. So that's just my opinion on the situation. The Darrell Henderson-Cam Akers saga will come to a close pretty soon. We will know. Come Sunday, we're catching up. We're already the week of the NFL season. We're only a couple days away from Sunday. So if you guys have been enjoying thus far, please make sure to subscribe and be posting so many videos about week one, how to win, how to dominate, and how to be the goddamn GOAT. So we are going to try and help you guys all win. So please click that subscribe button. So Darrell Henderson to me, heading in a positive direction is kind of a kind of fugazi response. It's kind of 
you don't really know what to think about it. My opinion, I think he might end up missing time. So that's what I think about Darrell Henderson. Next piece of information here is that Rock Armstead has been placed on the reserve slash COVID IR list. Now, this seemed like it was going to be Rock Armstead season. He was going to be getting a million touches, this, that, and the other thing. Now Rock Armstead seems like he might be useless. Now it seems like it's Chris Thompson season. It seems like it could be James Robinson. It seems like it could be Ozigbo's backfield which kind of makes me just want to stay away. Just draft Chris Thompson. If you're in a league, just draft Chris Thompson. Or uh, just pick up Chris Thompson. But another piece of news that involves the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, nothing has came of this yet. But two days ago, the report was that Devontae Freeman, or yesterday, I should say, that Devontae Freeman is visiting with the Jaguars on Saturday. He goes to the team. Now, what does this mean? If Devontae Freeman signs there, I don't want anything to do with any of these guys. It is just going to be a running back by committee, an absolute shit show for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think right now it's very clear that you should kind of just stay away from the situation. Right now, if I'm going to be drafting anyone, though, it's probably Chris Thompson or Divine Ozigbo of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm not expecting too much out of those guys. Chris Thompson would be the only guy that I would expect a lot of if Devontae Freeman was there, but if Devontae Freeman's not there, I still think uh, Chris Thompson could be very valuable in your fantasy drafts. Next player to talk about, Kissing Titties Mitchell Trubisky has reported, or Adam Schefter has reported, Kissing Titties Trubisky is expected to start week number one. Now, this is honestly quite conflicting due to the report that we heard last week where 9-inch Nick Foles was inches ahead of the competition of Mitch Trubisky. He was playing better than Trubisky. So where did that happen? What happened to that? I don't know. Now Mitch Trubisky is the start. Now, the coaching staff says he stepped up and improved the way the team wanted. Trubisky will open the year in the starting role, but this is an important piece of the information. The role or the leash is short after regressing across the board in 2019. So we could see 9-inch Nick Foles start just a couple of weeks into the season. I think if Mitch Trubisky starts failing big time week one, week two, it's going to be time to yank his ass and bring in 9-inch Nick Foles. So what does this news mean for fantasy football? Probably not drafting Trubisky. You're probably not drafting Nick Foles. So you don't have to be all that concerned. I think Allen Robinson is fine, whether it's Trubisky, whether it's Nick Foles, because Allen Robinson in the past has literally done it with all the shit quarterbacks, done it with Blake Bortles, done it with Mitch Trubisky. So I figure maybe he He's slightly better with Nick Foles, but even then, he still has top 10 potential with either guy, so I would be surprised if he fell outside of the top 12 at the wide receiver position when the year comes to a close, so I still do like Allen Robinson a lot. I think that this situation is very unclear to me. I think Trubisky plays, and I think he honestly will play fine the first couple of weeks, so I doubt he gets yanked, but it is kind of confusing why they brought in Nick Foles if they didn't believe he could be better than Mitch Trubisky, but reports are also that the coaching, the coaches aren't mad to have Nick Foles as the backup. I guess I wouldn't be either, considering that guy is just such a god. So, Mitchell Trubisky going to be the starter. Doesn't really affect too much uh, stuff there. Just really affects my opinion, because I thought Nick Foles was going to end up being the starter of the team. No more information on David Montgomery has came out, so it seems like he's probably going to end up missing at least week one. Next piece of information. Now, this is not very important for the Dolphins, but it is important for the Raiders. So, Lynn Bowden now joins the uh, Miami Dolphins running back Lynn Bowden and a 2021 sixth-round pick to the Raiders in exchange for 2021 first-round pick Lynn Bowden. Now it's reported that he's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver slash running back. He's one of those special players that can kind of do everything. So to me, this is good for the Dolphins as a Dolphins fan. But for fantasy football, this means that he's gone from Josh Jacobs. There's no way he could take away pass catching opportunities. So Josh Jacobs is pretty much locked in to catch, I'd say, 35 to 50 balls this season, which is obviously going to elevate his point total in fantasy football, which is very good for us Josh Jacobs truthers, the guys who love Josh Jacobs. So that's a big stonks up 
for Mr. Josh Jacobs. Nothing too important, though, about Lynn Bowden. He has really been very unimpressive in camp, according to the Las Vegas Raiders. Next piece of information here is that Debo Samuel has been activated off the NFL IR list. This puts Samuel on track to return to practice. There's been optimism that Debo could play to start the season, but obviously it's going to take a bit for that to happen. So if he does play, it seems like they're going to be able to put him on a snap count, and the report today seems like a week one fade. I probably wouldn't play Debo Samuel in his first week back anyways, and you drafted him so late you probably don't need to start him either. I just thought this was important since it seemed like it might be a month for Debo. Now it seems like he might not even miss a single game. So that information about Debo Samuel is brought to you guys by Manscaped.com. If you guys want to have the freshest balls in your league, you want to cut it down there in the dark. You're trying to trim in the dark. Have you ever tried to do that? You need to whip out your phone as a flashlight? No. Now that thing has a flashlight on it. Get the lawnmower 3.0 on there. I have the underwear. That shit is super comfortable. And I also have the ball deodorant to make sure it smells extra good if someone's going down there. Winky face. So check out manscaped.com. Code Notorious at checkout as well as 20% off and free shipping. So Debo Samuel, like I said, this is going to be a great situation for him. Just not a guy you want to be starting week one in your lineup. It'll probably take a couple of weeks for him to, to become fully healthy. But very good news, obviously, that he's not going to be missing some significant time. So final news of the video, Mike Williams, wide receiver of the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers think he's going to miss all of September or a majority of September without him because he ended up hurting his shoulder. They were talking about early that, oh, maybe he'll come back a couple of weeks and maybe it'll only be a week, maybe it'll only be two weeks. Now it seems like he might miss the whole month of uh, September. To me, this doesn't really affect Mike Williams too much for his fantasy value. Obviously, he's going to fall back even further in the draft. He's a guy that I still like. He's a guy that if is IR eligible, I would 100% stash him on my team. I think Mike Williams is going to have an excellent season this year, regardless if it's Tyrod or Justin Herbert. We've seen Mike Williams do it before. We've seen him be great, and I think this is going to be the season where he steps up big. But if you don't have an IR and it seems like he's going to actually miss a month, you could probably stay away from him and cut him if he is already on your fantasy football ball roster. So thank you guys all for watching this video. Again, if you guys ended up enjoying at any point in this video, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free. I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. So make sure that you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. Check out Manscaped if you would like to shave down there. Make it look a little bit fuego down there. Code Notorious at checkout at Manscaped for 20% off as well as free shipping. I love each and every single one of you guys, and I can't wait to see you guys later with another heater of a video. Only a couple days till kickoff, baby. I'll see you motherfuckers later. Good boy.